0: Just a couple of thoughts from the weekend, bucks. I just thought I'd have a look at uh, a couple of the winners and, and losers and without going over old ground with the Bucks stops here. I just thought the Dinosaur Dogs was the biggest winner of the weekend for me. And when I say that, the scepticism that... And we spoke about it last week and I asked you the question, could they possibly wheel out the four tools in this forward line? It's like nothing we've ever seen, I think. Um, but it just seemed to work on the weekend. Now, granted, it was against North Melbourne... The opposition weren't that strong, but the chemistry and synergy they had and the positioning of the forwards worked. Now, at times, one of them was on the bench, um, but Eugle, Hagen, and Norton, I mean, they can roam freely to the logos and get up the ground and use their athleticism and speed. Eugle, Hagen's improved a lot, and you can tell, and and that sort of happened in the back half of last year whilst uh, Lobb and Darcy can play closer to goal. Darcy's courage in the air is something we're going to be talking about this year. There's a moment he he ran back with a flight of the ball um, in the third quarter, I'm going to say, and then took a really strong contested mark up the other end in the forward line. He's just perhaps the most unique player in AFL history. Now, that's a a big statement, but has there ever been a 205, 208 centimetre forward or swing position player like him? I can't think of one. And And and
1: we're only just seeing the... Yeah, dipping the toe in, aren't we?
0: Frightening. So and then and then the flow on effect for Tim English because Lob can do all of the forward half ruck work. English can rest. He doesn't appear to have a big engine. He can rest behind the ball, but he's also an excellent player, you know, mobile ruckman who can mark the footy behind the ball. So it just gives them options. Uh, I thought it's a, it's a great story. Uh, round one against Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne's defence we've spoken about already. How they're going to combat that? I, I, I think it was I think that was the biggest winner over the weekend. So the Dino Dogs one to watch. Uh, This week. Uh, Winner number two was the Tap Brothers. Did we just become best friends? Yep. (laughs) They're not going to get six goals bucks out of them. And you, you touched on it as well. But the luxury of having Gorn in particular around the ground. Like often Melbourne just go long from a kick out to Gorn. Like almost to the logo with the new kick out rule. And his ability to present. He took four contested marks on the weekend. But even if he doesn't, to your point, just to have that predictability to go there, and then around the ground, the target down the line, he's, you've got him the number one player in the game. He may be the most selfless player in the game as well. He's to, a bi- to put, yeah, he's a beauty. Put his ego aside,
1: do you think that? Um, well, but he's he's done. He did that with Jackson in twenty one. Do you think that um, that that Melbourne's concept of this is that for? For Max Gorn to be as valuable and as damaging as he possibly can be for us, he's better being a sixty percent, sixty five percent ruckman than he is being an eighty to eighty five percent ruckman. Mm, so we need, so we need the second guy to come in and be able to provide that structure. And, he, and it's not just a pretty interesting second banana, but he's 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 an elite player in his own right, Brody Grundy. But does it does it just mean that Max Gorn is even better? with with a few more rests and, and more impact.
0: Well, he was on the weekend. Four contestant marks. He had 11 score involvements in a great display. Uh, you touched on this as well. We didn't compare notes before, but Crows, the contest king. So they're better than most people think. Adelaide, uh, they're not going to finish bottom six. I reckon they'll challenge for the eight. Uh, they win contests. They tackle and pressure as good as anyone. They're a tough team. Well, you you come to Adelaide this year and play the Crows, you know it's going to be a hard-fought one. And A few teams got surprised. Them last year. I remember Carlton coming here and, and getting smacked. Rankin laid six tackles. Rankin's never Good laid sign. six tackles in his life. I looked at his numbers; never laid six in his life. And in a practice game, Isaac Rankin is laying six tackles. So it is infectious. And they were my third biggest winner of the weekend. Quickly ripped through a couple of losers. The, the woeful Weagle, Weagles, they were—they were awful at West Coast. Hard to watch. The chip chip—that rubbish ball movement's back. Adam Simpson said on Thursday, we underperformed at home. We want to get the fans back and give them something to cheer about. That's a priority for us. Well, no Eagles fan is going to turn up to watch that rubbish. 116 marks for 51 points, 351 disposals, and they went inside 55 times in the first quarter. So uh, he's got some issues. Gaff and Kelly, two big, highly paid players, six and seven kicks respectively. So issues everywhere at the Eagles. Number two loser from the weekend, the Essendon Echo. Let's have a listen to Andrew McGrath. I think just uh, stick the course. Um, we're improving every day. We're working really hard um, in the four walls and every day of training. And um, Our best football is not going to come um, straight away. We're going to improve every, every game. We've got a very young list. Um, that's only going to get better with experience and, and games together. So just be, be a little bit patient and, and we'll bring the results hopefully. I've heard that same audio from that same player multiple times. Less talk, more action from Essendon, please.
1: Yeah, right. it's um, it's and and I think it's difficult as a leader to stand up consistently in front of that performance in 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 the background. And once again, it is only it is only early. The, the we'll know a little bit more about we the heard Dons, it last year. Four, though. four to six. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But we've got a new coach, and we've got a new a new. Yeah, you know, style and a potentially a new uh, concept to put together. It's gonna it's gonna take us four to six weeks to know what the Dons are gonna do in in twenty three. Um, but we know that this isn't a three month fix. This is a three year fix.
0: The Essendon Echo loser number two, and lastly the heavy handed holding the ball. So I look, it's a concern that the league is disincentivising players from winning the football, and some of the decisions. are oh, you're a gasket at one of them on the weekend in the game that you did, you're like, did he pay, did they pay holding the ball for that? Okay. And you just sort of question how hot it was. And there was multiple examples of that over the weekend. So if you want to reward the tackler, they're just going to sweat off the player going for the ball. And the one that is trying to actually win it and put their head over it um, doesn't have an incentive to do so. So I'm waiting for official confirmation from the AFL because no one speaks. No one from the umpiring department speaks. There's no footy boss. What is going on with holding the ball? Because clearly we are much hotter on it now than we were um, in the finals and, and last year.